0: Hey guys, welcome to um, Horses and Biscuits, uh, a collaborative podcast brought to you by Rockin' Horse Studios and The Shrewsbury Biscuit. We're covering the uh, the audition process at the moment for for Karen, and joined alongside me uh, is Gareth, and I'd like him to introduce everybody that's on the panel here. let me bring him mic down a little bit. There you go, shorty. Um. Thanks for that. At least I wasn't
1: baldy for a change. Um, yeah. But so yeah, today we've got um, we've got NASA um, on the podcast with us and Luke Allen, who are, they're part of the the writing team and the filmmaking side, the guys behind the camera. And today we're holding these auditions for this um, audition special to hopefully find someone to play our, our bad guy, our villain.
0: Yeah, nothing better than a, a good villain, is there, Luke? Um,
2: yeah, I, I don't know why you turned to me. But well, well, you know, I, but did, I, I did once play Satan in a school play, so that was uh, <laughs> a thing. <coughs> can you go? Can you, can you go more in a bastard
0: than Satan? How do you do that? I mean, it I, was
2: it was Satan. It was a jukebox music. We never got to actually do it because of lockdown. But it was a, a jukebox musical of Satan disguised as a nightclub owner, and I had to do Crocodile Rock, and I had to do Fire. It was interesting and also an interesting choice that the school cast, I think, the only open Christian in the, music, in the musical theatre department being me yeah. as Satan. That was right, a guys, Luke. who
0: can we play as Satan? <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's OK playing a, a villain. I mean, we've got actors in the room right now, um, uh, but uh, directing something like that and finding the right yeah. person for the role, and I look to both of you guys, um, how do you find that in someone?
1: Um, well I know for like the headshots we're printing off for today and I was looking at them and I was thinking and I mean this in the nicest way possible but I looked at all four of these headshots of course he does I looked at all four of these headshots and I thought you know what you don't look very nice you look like (laughs) and we've met one of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you could be a bad person I mean they're not I mean we know some of them already they're lovely people but they definitely look like they could pull mm. it off so we're hoping to see some performances that make us really really not like them very much
2: I think it always is the nicest people that can play the nastiest it's it's just it it's almost by default the horrible people that you see across film TV and i assume stage are often some of the nicest people because i think you yeah. kind of yeah. have to be You nice. bottle it in, don't
0: yeah. you? And I see Steph with a head, head and her hands over there in the corner <laughs> when we mentioned people that just naturally become that person on camera. It's just, it's so easy to do, isn't it? You yeah. know, and I, we were talking about this before, about, you know, I play a, a, a bit of a villain in the, the Shrewsbury Prison. I don't have a script, I am not as talented as these guys, but to be able to switch on and be the complete and utter asshole is just the most liberating thing in the world, right? Because you don't get to do that in normal life, do you? Yeah? Well,
1: not that's very often. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not order pepperoni on this pizza. Go back and change it. Yeah, yeah. you have those moments when you can be. Um, so yeah, I mean, what we've, what we've got lined up for today for the audition, the Scarif?
1: We've got four Wesleys. Um, he's our weasel. Uh, he's the management villain character. Karen, as a series, is about how in care homes, it's not enough about um, the residents and caring for people like it should be, and it's more about making money and cutting corners, cutting costs, uh, and that's. Wesley sums all that up. We've got Karen, we've cast Karen, we've cast Aled, we've cast Izzy, the, the nice people who work in the home who try their best. Now we need to cast the, the opposite to that, um, the guy that makes life difficult. And I think there's so many people out there who work, work in care homes who know someone like that. Um, who work with people like that who are probably thinking, you know what, this is a... Uh, I can relate to this. And Karen's all all about trying to make it relatable to people and we're hoping that this character will be very, very relatable and for all the wrong reasons.
2: Yeah, I think it's fair to say he's not like a sort of pantomime villain. Like, there is... <laughs> he, he, he's someone who we hope the viewers don't... Yeah, don't relate with. But also, I think they'd understand where he comes from and just that yeah. he kind of takes things the wrong way. And I think that... It takes an incredible caliber of, of actor to be able to bring that on, but I know that from what I know of our four guys, if anyone's to do it, it's them.
0: Yeah. Uh, have you guys, uh, has anybody else had an experience of where they had to play the part as, as, the, as, as the villain? Is it difficult? Have, have you played a villain? Have you?
1: I don't act. Bought... An so, or have, you, uh, yeah, have you
0: written a part for a villain for, I've,
1: I've written several villains yeah um, yeah. I, yeah no I, I write villains in a sense of, of trying to make them feel sympathetic like the audience feel sympathy mm. for them and, and stuff like that because then I mean as we're saying with Wesley it makes that villain a lot more you know connectable and stuff Yeah. so right. definitely make them you know, it
0: depends what you're writing there as well if, you, if you're writing Aladdin then Jafar mm. has to be over the top and yeah. has to be the absolute yeah. you know, arc villain the Joker for example mm. but did, did, I think the real villains are the ones you do see in everyday life you know I
1: yeah. saw a post somewhere it was like you are the as the writer you're the biggest villain yeah, yeah. The, you, the, the that explains you a lot your, yeah. your characters through
0: and that leads us onto a really important point actually Gareth you've got a lot of responsibility with the arc of these, these characters how does that feel like playing God with these characters and deciding where they go and what they don't do because you know you could you can make really serious mistakes you know <laughs> I, you know I I,
1: I, I could no, I love it. I love it. Unlike um, Wesley, you know, there are reasons why he's the way he is. His upbringing wasn't great. It, it, we're not excusing the way he treats people now, but he's realistic. There are reasons why he's the way he is, um, why he acts like this spoiled brat half the time. Even these three scenes we're doing today, the, the first scene, he's a bit pathetic, he's he's a bit, a bit of a laughing stock. he's going to basically just take the mick out of him. Second scene, he's got all this power, and he's suddenly this dominant villain, and then in the third scene, we see a completely different side, and he's all vulnerable, and you start to understand. Mm-hmm. And it takes a great... Uh, we can't talk about what it is, but there's a great uh, instant that happens when everyone's all very sad all of a sudden. It's quite traumatic. And then you see a vulnerable side to him. So hopefully, even though we're meant to hate him, um, it, the, the, the right Wesley today will feel sorry for him by the end.
0: Um, it's also great when you have a villain that you suddenly flip around and you f- actually feel for. You know, you've seen it in Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead with Negan. Everybody hated Negan with Walking Dead, but you find yourself kind of starting to like him a little bit. Is that, yeah. is that a, um, a realistic quality in life, do you think? Or do you think that's just comic book, not
1: jargon? No, I think um, a good writer can, can make you feel that way. I think, I think sometimes, especially if there's a character who is meant to convince the other characters that he's, that he's good, if you can get an audience to be tricked by it as well, then then i would say that that that's that's the way to do it i think if it's all black and white especially in today's day and age when entertainment you can watch anything you want binge or anything you want you want to take it to the next level and not have mm. it be too um too cliche so i think if you can make people feel sorry for a villain then uh, as long as it's done in the right way then that goes a long way i think to making it uh believable and relatable to real life I think, I think yeah i
2: think a, a fantastic recent example of that was um netflix's sex education and i'm terrible character names but at the end of season two there's a this guy who right everyone hated and for, you know for the year or so before that season the next season came out people were just despising this guy and yet season three comes out and you're suddenly you, you're you're feeling so sorry for him you're not excusing his past actions but you're going oh i see where that comes from and it, it justifies it so much more so i think it's it's not a simple oh surprise twist he's nice now thing that we're doing. There is so much justification behind that, and he's not. There's not going to be a moment where it flicks a switch and suddenly he's everyone's friend. Like no. we're just going to find out more about him and be able to to like him more. I think, and I think it's important that you've got that final um, that later scene for some of the actors to do because I think they need to know that about Wesley before they do those first scenes.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting process as well because we've got most of the actors here that, that went for the last, last time we did this, and you were all fantastic by the way, I'm not just saying that because you're in the same room as me, um, but <laughs> honestly you were fantastic, but there's that performance that absolutely just blows you away, I mean, and, and we've done over here, like you absolutely just killed me and all and everybody else in the room, um, are, we, are we looking for something like that today, do you think we're going to see something like that?
1: You want to, you always do. Um, when we cast Orla as Izzy, we weren't sure if the analysts could live up to that. And they absolutely did. So it's, it's a hell of a pressure to say, right, okay, we want to see that again. Um, but if we get it, then yeah, we'll have no complaints.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd love to speak to some of the actors in a sec just to find out sort of like where you go to where do you get that role from? You know, when it comes to being Alid, or even if it's being the bad guy, where do you go to? Where's your inspirations? What have you seen in your life that makes you think I'm going there? I'm going there. I'm going to go Jake Gyllenhaal, or I'm going to go Leonardo DiCaprio, and this You know, what is it that you've seen in your life that makes you move in that direction? I think it's really an interesting thing, especially psychologically. Do you know what I mean? Or do you go to some traumatic part of your life? You know, to make yourself cry. You know, these things are really mm. important to talk about when it comes
1: to. Yeah, I also think it's quite worrying that um, I know for, when I've done the. Um, baddies like um, previously a previous project when we did this, um, this abusive father figure and then we're doing with Wesley it's quite unsettling how easy I find to like write realistic stuff for a bad guy like, I'm, not, I'm not like that am I? hopefully not you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said it's good to be able to have the license to play that yeah so, um, anyway, so what we're going to do now is what? Who's on? Who's who? we going to bring on next
1: on the show. We're going to bring on. We're going to bring on um, three very talented chaps called uh, Ben, Chris, and, and Mike, who all auditioned for Alid. Didn't oh, get that Christ. part, but they can tell you about what they did get instead.
0: <laughs> uh, we, uh, we go across the room. Uh, where, where can people find you or social media, or whatever? Yeah, where can people
2: follow your work? Uh, um,
1: on Instagram, I'm just amy film.
2: Um, and you can find me I won't do everything you, you're bored of that by now we haven't got 20 uh, minutes
1: <laughs> you can, you can, you, um,
2: I'll go with Mr Middle Films on Instagram come see the stuff we're doing with Reduced to Clear and things like that yeah
1: Um rockin Horse Media on Facebook um, rocking underscore horse underscore media on Instagram and because Mike's in the room www.rockinghorsemedia.co.uk
2: and back on Twitter soon right that's back that's on Twitter thing
1: soon that that's him. a thing yeah yeah <laughs> i don't do i mean i'm on twitter but
0: it's too much too much shouting going on on twitter isn't there yeah, yeah. yeah anyway right um thank you very much for joining me for this this third of the podcast we'll bring on the next guest very shortly do you have an event business or promotion that needs advertising well the Shrewsbury biscuit is here for you with listeners local nationwide even worldwide we have the perfect place to get the word out and the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast is a registered CIC, so you'd be helping us while we help you. Drop us a line at shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com and speak to us today. The Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, the voice of Shrewsbury. Now, I'm sat with uh, three, three actors that were part of the audition for Alid that didn't make it, so uh, Gareth put me in this amazing situation where I get to talk to you guys. <laughs>
3: You right. You are right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, We'll start across this side. Uh, you guys introduce yourselves, please.
3: Uh, I'm
0: Chris Brayton. I'm Ben Bertrand.
4: And I'm Michael Jones.
0: Hello, guys. And, uh, right, okay, let's go across the room. We'll start off with you, Chris. Cool. How was that audition process for you? And how, you know, we'll start off with that audition, then we'll talk about auditions in general, but the allied yeah. auditions, how was that?
3: Um, so I expect it to be a lot harder than it was. I guess it's... Um, I think the people in the room are very like supportive yeah, that microphone Go on. Um, so they are very supportive, so I felt really relaxed by the time I started um, the first scene. Mm-hmm. so there's a lot more people in the room than I thought there would be. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting about five, and then there was about 15 million um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I settled in quite well and. Yeah, it was
0: fun. It was a daunting uh, experience for me too, because I'd never been to an audition like that before, so I was in the same position as you. I I didn't quite expect, I I didn't expect a name card for people to know who I was, you know what I mean? So uh, that was a nice, nice thing, thing. but it's daunting. I mean, I suffer from social anxiety and speaking to a room full of people in front of an audience as well, but like in front of a microphone, I'm like, hey guys, welcome to the shoes." But in in real life. I'm kind of like, please don't speak to me. (laughs) You you know, it's it's a weird weird thing. Uh, Ben, how are you? All good, how's yeah. it going? Good, yeah, welcome to the and Biscuit. You know, you've just been doing Bouncers as well, haven't you? Yes,
5: yeah, yeah, with um, Shropshire Drama Company. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was interesting, yeah. So mm.
0: you were working on that whilst you came for the audition for Alid. Yes. Is that, is that like a normal thing, whilst you're working on one project to look for the next?
5: So basically what happened was, was um, my mum's mate saw that I was doing a bit of acting, yeah. and she said to my mum, oh, I know of this audition going on in, in Oswestry for this this show. Why mm-hmm. don't you give it a crack? And I was like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> um, so then, um, you know, it all looked very interesting and everything. So I, I, I came up and, and a bit like yourself, when I got here, I, I, I walked upstairs and I, I looked into the door and I was like, oh, that's the wrong room, that's clearly a town hall meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in there, I'll just wait and see, you know, where the two people that I'll be auditioning in front of are, and, and then it was like, no, come in. It's like, all oh, right, cool, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, was, I was fine with it, it was great. I, you know, it's, it's nice to get the immediate feedback from a miniature audience in an audition process and then you can kind of tell what works or not. So you take it you know?
0: you, you, from an audition, you get notes that you can go on and improve and yourself from the, to the next audition.
5: Mm. Well, yeah, it's not just that. It's in the actual audition itself, I'm very aware of people's initial reaction and, you know, the facial cues of, Someone on the corner of the, you know, the corner of my eye, and that sort of thing, and it's like, yes, th- this is working. Or so or if not. you're
0: doing like a real heartbreaking, oh my god, see we got tears on. Yeah. And somebody in, in, in
5: like fits of laughter, you've done it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or I've done it right in a weird way that no one expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Triggered some mental thing that's just sent you off into fits of laughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, uh, you you auditioned as well, very good as well. Uh, you guys are all fantastic. I gotta say, like, there's people here that with the auditions probably agree with me that we were just spoiled for, for how talented you guys were and it was very difficult actually because we were like oh my god this guy wins
4: oh my god this guy wins oh my god it was just yeah for me it was difficult how was it for you? Yeah it was interesting um, it was the first time I've auditioned for anything in a long time um, I got involved I did something else with Rockin' Horse a few months back we did like a live fight scene and then from that I was asked to audition for Alid um, but yeah it was it was like I say, a room full of people. Um, so it was quite intimidating, but more people today. Are... <laughs> Wesley's yeah. just going to yeah. be a, a <laughs> Don't envy the <improve your> Wesley's.
0: <laughs> um, and I, I, mentioned with, with Gareth and stuff and, and with Luke just about trying to find you a villain, right? So when you, when you audition for a part of a villain, i have
3: oh, got to yeah. you, Chris,
0: where do you go through to, for, for that to be the most horrible version of yourself? How do you, how do you build up that energy?
3: Um, I do I think you would take the stuff from life. But, um, Say whether you've seen it in films or you've just seen it say on a night out, you've seen how some people might treat other people, or you take it from personal experience, you just put like it's an amalgamation of everything that you just put together, and then you just put your, like, your own spin on it and essentially just improvise, play around with it, and see what you can create. But yeah. I think when especially with like billions, it does allow you to just push yourself and just you can get away with stuff that you wouldn't do in normal life as well. Yeah. Not, not that. I'd, want to do
0: that Uh, I mean like in Heath Ledger's case it's probably a bad idea um, yeah I wouldn't go that far like you Ben where do you go to to to, to find your inner bastard
5: I think um, the great thing about playing someone who's antagonistic is it's just letting it all hang out do you know what I mean it's a sense of like everyone has that animal in them I think and I think most villains or antagonistic characters are people with low inhibitions um who are very self-interested and that is essentially humanity in its primal animalistic state and if you just strip away the pretense of society and and learn human goodness and just let that survivor come out who will do anything to achieve their goal or, or whatever, then um, then that's one side of things. Or if, for instance, you're more that kind of unhinged, insane, um, you know, th- th- there's a bit more to that, isn't it? Because it's not just getting through life and getting what you want. There's an enjoyment to your evil. And I think that that's something that's harder to relate to because unless you are an actual, you know, then, then, Bad then, it's, person, yeah, it's yeah. very hard to be to, to get to that place. But no, I think it's you know, it's just it's just fun, it's just I, fun. I always
0: remember this scene from Superbad with Michael Cera, and he was meant to like knock the girl's boob that was in front of him by accident, and he had, it took him like seven takes because he wouldn't actually do it because he was that nice, he wouldn't accidentally touch this girl's boob. And I always remember that as a as a behind the scenes thing, and I just thought, you're too nice, kid. You're too nice for this game. <laughs> Mike, where do you go to? Have you, have you had the opportunity to be uh, an absolute
4: I've not had the opportunity. No. Yet. Would you like um, to? I I definitely like to, yeah. Yeah. Um I think like the, these guys have said it would be very fun to to be able to do that because it's not a, a normal day to day thing you're able to do and to have that sort of ability you know be able to give that opportunity to to be able to do that then uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very liberating <laughs> i've got to say i'm very lucky with the, what
0: i do at shrewsbury prison because i get to play it's, a, it's an immersive role so there's no script but you have a goal and you have people around you sometimes there's 60 people and i get to my role is to be ruin everyone's day and straight up just take things from people make them feel sad make them feel bad and it's the best thing in the whole world (laughs) because in real life I can't do that do you know what I mean so yeah yeah, if if anybody has the opportunity to to
3: be an asshole go out there and do it I think that's the best thing about acting in general though is because you get to play a character that you would never be whether it's a nice person or say a superhero or like going down the road of like Supernatural like a vampire it's you get to be some like someone or something that you'd never normally be, and it's quite exciting to just immerse yourself in that character, whether yeah. good or bad.
0: Mm. And just do you sometimes find yourself looking at scripts and things and think, I need this role. Is there something that you've read before that you're like, I need to, like you've just done bouncers? How did that script speak to you? You know, is is it one of those things you've read and you're like, I'm going to nail this because it's what
5: I'm I, I I liked the chemistry amongst the. The four characters because it was it was an equal equal part so we were all on there for an hour and a half and we all had pretty much the same amount of lines and there was a lot of bouncing off each other um pun not intended but that was, good, <laughs> yeah, that was great um yeah no there's a lot of um there was a, yeah, a lot of chemistry and I, and you know it was quite funny and, and i did i did like the idea of working with people that you know you've got that kind of relationship with that chemistry with it's just fun it's enjoyable when it flows so that that's what i liked about that particular play was it was very snappy you know and i like that spoke to you in a nice
0: way yeah yeah have you you, you read anything recently that's like this was made for me no one else uh i mean i wrote myself a script yeah it's made for me yeah (laughs) it's made for me by me (laughs) acted by me yeah
3: Yeah. self-centered and all that
0: no, no, that's good, though. Like, I think you've got to be able to do that. You, I mean, like, I've heard a lot about um, when it comes to the arts and things that you've got to learn to love yourself. You've got to learn to write and do things for yourself to to better yourself, or, you know, and that, that's yeah. good, right?
3: I think, it's, like, especially, like when, like, when you're trying to start off a career as well, creating your own um, stuff is, like, it's a way of, obviously, getting yourself out there as well. Whilst, like, I started, like, a radio drama. Um, it's, like fantasy over lockdown. Mm. And essentially it's just me doing loads of stupid different accents. Yeah. Then that's, that sounds out like out fun there. to me. <laughs> yeah, it is quite fun. I need to get back to it, to be honest. will
0: have to keep in touch because I'm doing my voice acting stuff at the moment. Mike, is there anything you're working on at the moment or is there anything that's caught your eye recently?
4: Not really, no. Alid! Um, Alid caught my eye! <laughs> well, yes. That, that, that was, um, well, as everyone on this yeah. panel now will know, but it was a very especially the last scene obviously was a very emotional one mm. and I, I quite liked that the digging into that kind of emotion and stuff like that so mm. um, but yeah there's, there's things in in the in the in the, pa- in the pipeline so yeah. yeah that's good so um, well you know
0: what um, you know I I'm so sorry you guys didn't get the role as Alid. You know, we could, could only pick one of the amazing array of actors we saw, but I do wish you guys the very best going forward uh, because you're all brilliant. Um,
3: well, we got other roles, didn't we? Yeah. We yeah. Yeah, got other roles and that's, that's the good thing well, I think thing that well. it's good because you don't expect it. Like, you go to an audition and you go, okay, I might not get this role, that's fine. But then to get such good, um, positive feedback from everyone, that's just boost your Is it good though it. Or is it and just a just
0: rip off the band-aid Let me die <laughs> <laughs> it's like, No,
3: that? We no, no, bleed actually, slowly Yeah, <laughs> yeah it actually was good Because like, it was my first proper audition Since leaving uni Good And then, like I said there's a lot of people in the room And my confidence just boosted by the end of it And then to still get a role Even though it might have been the right one That's what happens with acting like, It could be something Like a little thing That they go, Actually got more suited to this role So like, I got the role of Nate Yeah And down the line And Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and that,
2: he's quite like a
5: bad guy as well. But mm. so. about you guys? It's the butterfly effect, isn't it? So something little that happens over here with positive intention, it might not be a straight line to success or whatever it is you're trying to achieve, but you know, it, it will have a knock-on effect that causes something later on. So I wouldn't be here if I hadn't done the last play I did you know, I'm only here because I was referred and then obviously I got this other role um, from auditioning for this. So, you know, and then then who knows what, you know, I might end up auditioning for something else or being involved in something else as, as a, product of this and it might be the same for all the other people involved. You know, yeah. there's there's no, there's no such thing as a dead end, I don't think. There's always the next.
4: Yeah, it's not it's just of, opening another yeah. door to yeah. another opportunity. It
0: leads us on to what we're going to be talking about next. Is um, is, is this what we're what Rocky Norse and and the collaborations across the county as far as Liverpool, right, you know, or wherever you guys have come from, like, there's, there's some ripples in a pond being made right now by this group of, of creatives that have come together to make not just one thing, possibly a few other things, you know, so... Yeah exciting times exciting times well thank you gentlemen for chatting right, to me thank you. Um, we've got three more people coming on Just we're going to get through this quickly because I can see Gareth staring at me he's like we've got auditions to do brother never mind your podcast alright um, so thank you for uh, sort of joining me uh, across the board uh, social media where
5: can people
3: offer you work or follow
0: you or whatever you
3: uh, Instagram Chris Braden after.
5: Uh, Ben Thomas Bertrand that's my instagram
4: <laughs> sorry. Yeah. i'm not as professional as as having an acting thing i'm just mike jones mike
0: jones <laughs> on, on instagram so. look for a cheeky chappy yeah <laughs> um right okay thank you very much for joining me well, let's get three more all guests right. on the show shall we Cheers. thanks okay and we're back with our three final guests for this little half an hour thing but this was supposed to be live so i'm really sorry that you're listening to this audio only but hey, we've made a, a horses and biscuits so don't yell at me gareth all right we made it all right it's just not live that's all across the room let's introduce ourselves.
4: Stephanie Jarrett.
0: Yes.
6: Dean. Raymond.
4: Orla Jones.
0: I love that, I was like, Dean, Raymond. Um, <laughs> you guys have been on the show before. Um, we're, we're talking about um, this thing that we're making, with, what you guys are making with Rocking Horse and the sort of collaborations that we're making. We're just about to do the Wesley auditions. Are you both? Are you all in, looking forward to it? We'll start off with you, Stephanie.
4: Yes, I am. I can't wait to see what comes through that door. Yeah? We've got high hopes. I mean, Izzy was good, Allie was
1: good, so this better good. Amazing.
6: Dean? Well, yeah, you know, it's good to be on the other side of the panel after last time um, walking in and seeing a load of people uh, (laughs) and then seeing how they react to uh, seeing loads of people like I did, you know. uh, So, yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's it's always nice to be, like Dean said, on the other side, isn't it? Um, But yeah, it's the last audition process for the new year. Hmm. So it's exciting to see who will pick up to join our team.
0: And I have, to, I have to say, explain to the guys that aren't seeing this visually, uh, there, there is a room full of people, there's about 20 people in the room watching us do this, because I feel like as this process is going along, and ha- as, as Karen is, is, is moving forward as a production, we're making more and more friends along the way. So the, the cast, the crew, the friends that are co- co- being part of this is growing. Steph, this feels like something special, right? It really does. Yeah,
4: this family has grown loads since this has kicked off. Mm. I mean, what started as a small little clique of a family is like,
0: well, a room full of people. Yeah. Yeah. Good looking people, too. You I know, go all that of you. That fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is, what is this like as, as a production to be part of, though? I mean, have you been part of other things where, you know, you go for the audition, you get the role, you turn up, you do the part, you go, or, you know, this, like, these guys are like welcoming you in with open arms, welcome to the family type thing. How's that feel?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's been mad, actually. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, straight into a group chat. Um, <laughs> Full of people, uh, you know, and I, I don't 170 think... messages in one evening, that group chat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that group chat ever stops. Um, and I don't think it ever will. Um, but it's fine, it's great. And, um, you know, it's good to get to know everyone because a lot of the time, you know, especially on um, film and TV stuff, I find, you know, you're just, uh, right, you've got the part, see you in two weeks, don't hear a thing, you know. Um, whereas everyone here, you know, happy to chat, happy to, you know. Um, Torts here, uh, you know, everyone's just uh, dead friendly and it's, it's great to be a part of.
0: Yeah, um, moving forward, I, I like to think that Rocking Horse uh, and whatever you guys are all working on separately are as a collaborative effort with Luke. Got Luke Allen, he's still here, you know. Uh, and what I found was really, really interesting because we had the folks that would step away from an audition, maybe not get the part, but you'd have Luke going well, maybe I can use them for something I'm working on or, you know, vice versa. So, like, there's this, there's this well, huge... this Gareth's
2: got enough people from me. He's...
0: <laughs> he's complaining about Gareth stealing people from him. <laughs> so now he's getting his own back. stealing. It's, it's interesting because, like, I was explaining to Orla in the car on the way up here that one of the most romantic um, sort of things I heard um, about when it comes to creating TV or movies, what have you, is this thing I watched about um, Stephen Fry and Rowan Atkinson And Hugh Laurie and all these amazing comedians would lock themselves in a room for 12x amount of hours, probably do drink a lot of alcohol, maybe do a bit of drugs, I don't know. But they would make, they would just sit and write. And what became of those guys is a legacy that people still talk about today. So I'm not comparing you to like Rowan Atkinson or Stephen Fry there, Gareth. But I'm saying something special has happened here. And I feel like there's going to be really positive repercussions because of it, right?
6: Well, it's like the fact that it's all kind of snowballed. Everything's come into place Just at the time we need it, I think, and Mm. it's it's fairly obvious that now is the time, now is the chance for for what we're creating, all as individuals and as a collaborative. And it's just it's exciting to see where it'll continue to to grow to.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Even if we make some, you know, audio dramas, you know, uh, anything that can come from this, Uh, we're always looking. I guess Gareth's always looking for new ways to move this. You know, The, the the podcast is just one little idea that we come up with, and I think. It's a great way just to keep the conversation moving because this thing is constantly morphing and changing into new ideas. I mean, Karen is a pilot for a, a potential TV series that could go in many different directions and Karen in itself is a spin-off. Do you know what I mean? So com- conversations create these things. Right, Steph.
4: Yes, they do. It's hard to believe. Me and Gareth were talking the other day, and a year ago we sat on the sofa in his office, and that's when it started. Yeah, just one. We had a video. video. We
0: couldn't play as well. We had a, Gareth sent me a video that we were going to play on the live thing, and we couldn't play it on both sorry. But what I'll do is, I will, I will release that if you want me to I'm on the, on the biscuit page. And we had a, a Vimeo video as well uh, from someone that uh, uh, auditioned for.
1: Yeah, Izzy. Sarah,
0: who auditioned for it, so Izzy Yeah, um, so I'm sorry we won't be able to play out But we'll share it on the Biscuit page today <laughs> And get that, that done Right, we've got to move forward Because we've got the auditions about to start yes. um, So I'm very sorry that I've only been able to speak to you sh- For a short amount of time uh, Across the room, like we've done with everybody else Where can people follow you, offer you work Or follow your,
6: your progression?
4: Uh, I'm Steph Gerard. At Axe on Instagram
6: Yeah. Uh, Dean Raymond Actor on Instagram Orla L. Jones Performs on Amazing. Instagram.
0: And as well, uh, if, you want to, if you're want if you listening to this for the first time, you can follow the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast on both Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which I don't really use, uh, but you can listen to all the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And um, We're releasing our vintage episodes on YouTube too, so make sure you give us a subscribe there. Um, any, uh, any mentions you want, anything you want me to add on to this, Gareth?
1: Uh, yeah, just... looking on the the Rockin' page Rockin' Media for any updates to do with Karen there's going to be a big workshop we're all going to be there in in the new year to help us find more extras be they residents or carers there's going to be loads of opportunities yet to come
0: amazing well thank you very much for everybody that's come on the podcast and we will catch you guys next time amazing peace out